tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, we've got a bonus episode. Our resident NBA insider, Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports, here to break down all the tea about the NBA draft and the trades leading up to it. He was awesome, so let's not waste any time. Let's get this rolling and drop that motherfucking beat that should be Rihanna. We begin our conversation with Jake by asking him what's going to happen with the number two and number three picks and what a package for Damian Lillard might potentially look like if Portland does have to end up trading Dame. Great stuff here from Jake. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. (laughs) There's kind of this vortex right now swirling around New Orleans, uh, Houston, uh, Toronto. Those are the three teams I've heard are teams that are making – actual inroads to move up into the top three. Um, I've heard a little bit of Utah, but they have not been characterized to me as a team that's as aggressive as those other three. Um, I mean, the Hornets, they're looking at Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson very, very closely here. Um, From what I've been told from multiple sources is they're trying to bring both those guys back to Charlotte on Monday to sit down and meet with Michael Jordan after working out. Both both those guys already had visits. Um, I believe Miller went yesterday, or Scoot went, I forgot the order off the top of my head, but both those guys went in uh, between Sunday and Tuesday. And it seems like it's very, very close 50-50. For, for a team to get Charlotte off of that pick, I mean, they're going to have to give just – a remarkable price that really gets Charlotte's uh, ears perked up. I, I don't even know if Zion Williamson would be enough to get Charlotte, um, wow. you know, re- really willing because people are talking about Brandon Miller and Stu Henderson as number one pick type of players in, a, in an event that Victor Wembanyama wasn't in this class. So you go down to Portland, like the Blazers keep saying that they're only willing to move that pick for 
players that will actually move the Trailblazers' ceiling to like a championship contending level alongside Damian Lillard. I'm just growing skeptical and have been all along that there actually will be players available that move that needle for them. So we'll follow up on that. What do you think Portland does? Because uh, they did work out Scoot, uh, from what I hear from them. Uh, they think he's going to be a full-fledged superstar, which puts me in panic mode about what that means for Dame Lillard's future. Um, and Joe Cronin. Well, I mean, like, panic panic for me as a Portland Trailblazers fan. <laughs> because you think to yourself, well, if if he, if he they draft Scoot, Dame's already been very clear. He doesn't want to have young more any more young guys on the team. And maybe that's when you have a trade discussion. So say yeah. Scoot's there at three. What happens with Portland then? Like, what what's the domino effect from there, in your opinion? If we're taking everyone at their word, which this time of year – a little bit tough to do with all the smoke screens and the misdirections that are flying around the rumor mill. But in this particular scenario, if we're taking everyone out there, word, if we're taking Portland leadership, if we're taking Dame and Dame's people at face value, if the Blazers don't have anything on the board that is more appealing to them than Brandon Miller or Scoot at three, and they come away with one of those two guys, then it does seem more likely than ever that Dame would back up his word and request out. That's something that everyone around the league is keeping an eye on. It's going to infiltrate and impact any potential Bradley Beal trade right now because you know, Miami looms as probably the most sensical fit for him in terms of places that Beal would waive his no trade clause for teams that have salary and picks that would be willing to go match him and absorb his big contract. And, you know, Miami can't – I know I saw some articles today that they could try to try and get both those guys. Mm. I, I just don't see that likelihood at all. Um, so, I, I mean, everyone I've talked to around the league is basically looking at it. If Miami is going to go out and get one of those two players, it's going to be only one. So that's kind of the big other element of any game scenario. Like, w- would he be too late requesting a deal post-draft uh, to help Portland get – offers that are actually going to move the needle for them. It's it's such a crowded field right now where all these dominoes are going to impact each other and some of them are going to block certain things from happening. Yeah, and just to follow up on that, I've heard a lot of people online say, well, the market for Dame's not very high. You're not going to get the same thing that you know they got in the Donovan Mitchell deal that Utah did. Like, What do you think is a realistic package and what that would look like if Dame were to go? It's really tough to handicap right now because – I don't think teams are kind of showing their cards for something that they don't know is actually going to be available. But an educated guess based off of all my conversations is that he's going to go for more than Brad. He'll go for more than any hypothetical thing with Zach Levine. I think, you know, the teams that always get mentioned for him, like the New York Knicks, they've got a bounty of capital and young guys like RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly and it'll be topping. Like I, I think that type of package that New York was kicking around for Donovan would be there for Dame. I really do. Elsewhere on the league, it'll be hard for me to kind of give you context of what type of, you know, benchmark to be looking for, but at least from like a team like New York. But again, if they're looking at Brad, if they're looking at Zach, like all that stuff is gonna intersect and impact everything so, else. So So more picks than players? Important. I don't know. It's going to be dependent on everything. It's going to be dependent on which teams are in, are in like, 
it's just going to be about like no no deal no offer from all these suitors are going to be made equally. You know, other teams are going to have more picks to offer. Other teams are going to have a blue chip prospect available. You know, does Houston put like Jalen Green and a bunch of picks on the? T- it's, it's way too early to handicap and kind of give more specifics right now. Honestly, I I don't have a sense on at this point. Up next, the Bulls are a fascinating team, so I asked him what he thought of the Zach Levine news and whether he might get traded. The things I know in this situation are two. The first is that the Bulls want a haul. They want to be absolutely wowed by what the return would be. So there's definitely some skepticism for sure that he actually will be on the move and a team will be willing to meet that asking price. But... In terms of what the return would come back and what the Bulls' goal would be, I mean, I've heard pretty resoundingly, pretty consistently from various voices around the league that have insight into Chicago that this would not be to, like, start a rebuild. I I think it would be with the goal of just reshuffling and trying to find more sustainable, cost-effective team-building strategies to, to continue to try to fight to be a perennial playoff team like they hoped they would be when they brought Lonzo and DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic in to kind of supplant, or not supplant, support uh, Zach. So I don't think moving him would start a whole rebuild like we could see in Washington and Portland. I, I think Chicago would look to try to get the best package back that could help them kind of compete for the here and now. We followed this up with a question about DeMar DeRozan and whether he may be traded as well. Really interesting answer from Jake you might be surprised about. I don't at this point. I haven't heard anything about that. They're definitely having talks with Nikola Vucevic about bringing him back and re-signing him. The word around the league is something in like a three-year range. So I think, you know, let's say it's Portland. Let's just speak hypothetically. If they're able to move him for Simons and three and something else, like I think they would hope that the young picks would continue to grow around uh, alongside the, you know, veteran core of DeMar and Vuce and like Simon's in this case, just like Patrick Williams, their like development project behind that first wave of veteran talent that they've had. The big point guard on the market is Fred Van Fleet. We asked Jake about where he might end up, and he gave a very intriguing answer. Yeah, I mean, there's a very real chance he just goes back to Toronto. The Raptors are still kind of evaluating which direction to go with their roster and I think a lot of that will depend on the price points they're able to drive up for OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam um, outside of that I mean he's very much been considered a backup option for Houston if the Rockets are unable to pry James Harden from Philadelphia then the Lakers are going to be out there for you know hopefully a, they would hope for a sign and trade opportunity with D'Angelo Russell now, I don't know if there's anything with Phoenix, even though they're definitely a team that's looked at him in the past. Um, he's going to be – I mean, he's going to get paid, and he's going to definitely be, you know, an option for a lot of these teams. But that's how free agency works, Trista. Like, there's all these teams that have this positional need, and there's all these positions – or all these players at this position, and it's kind of like a shopping list. Like, once the top names go down, the teams that don't get them, they're going to have to work their way down the, the pecking order. And that's pretty much just how it goes every year. Finally, I asked him who in the draft was rising, and it ended on his opinion with what might happen or might not happen with DeAndre Ayton. 
Derek Lively from Duke is probably seen after Victor Wembanyama as the best center in this class. He's someone who is probably like a late first-round pick at points of this year, but the fact that there really aren't that many other players at his position and he's considered to be pretty mobile defensively, I think we could see him go pretty high and like around 10 at the lottery. That's, that's a number that people keep throwing out for him. just want to get a visual here. Kobe Buskin is another name, uh, combo guard from Michigan, who some people are saying could go as high as eight to Washington, depending on who's there. Wow. Um, I mean, the, the Wizards apparently are looking at guards at that spot. That's what everyone behind them is thinking. Um, so if it's one of him or Anthony Black, I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. Uh, is it over with the Pacers and Aiton? I think so. I think so. After giving Miles Turner just a massive, massive payday on a renegotiation extend before the trade deadline this year, I don't see them looking back at Aiton after this point. That's all the time that we have for this bonus episode of the Heat Check. Many thanks to my BetMGM co-host Ryan Horvat and producer Scott Lynn. Look for bonus episodes every day this week. Are we are headed to draft night? Do not forget to download, subscribe, tell your friends, every single damn one of them, and follow us on social at This Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time, folks.